What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Bitchopedia podcast. I'm your host, Becca, and this week I am joined by such a special guest. He's one of my favorite people in the world. Colton comes on this week and we discuss living authentically, the struggle of social media, imposter syndrome, and avoidant personality styles. I feel like we could have gone on and on and we honestly just scratched the surface, but I know that you guys are going to get so much out of the things that he says and you are going to be just as obsessed with him as I am. So without any further ado, let's dive into the interview. Side note, I wanted to do it yesterday, but we've, we're, we're here today. We already talked about it. But this is the thing I need to, this is what I, I just told you we're here. I was saving this to talk about it because now my, um, all right, so you're avoidant, but I'm anxious. So I need like immediate closure because if I have too much time to think about something, I spiral. And I feel yeah. like you need time to think about it. So we're working. We're two sides of a different point. We both but like complete opposites. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I, guess, I, guess, I guess for me in the past, because I, I did used to have like a bit of a temper, I would fire things off, you know? And so that's where the, yeah, that's where der- the derivative comes from of me, like waiting to like really solve things. But at the same time, like if I let it go on too long, then it starts, I start growing like that mad anxiety. So it's literally yeah. all, which <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what the, uh, that's what comes in between our relationship is because you're like now, now, now. And I'm Immediately. Like, oh. Yeah. That's, that's what's come in between me and everyone's relationships because that, <laughs> All I attract is avoidant people. I'm telling you, everyone in my life is avoidant. So my whole life has just been constantly like fighting, like fighting for attention. That's what we were talking about earlier. I just need it right now. Instant gratification. Yeah, sure. I guess, what do they say? Opposites attract. I don't know how much I believe that, but I mean, maybe in like. I'm telling you, the only people who get pulled to me are not opposite. Like we'll have the same personality traits, but opposite in how they handle things and like emotionally communicating it's always the opposite yeah that's that's actually funny I did I can't remember what book it was I want to say it was one of Eckhart Tolle's books but um I was reading about oh no 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 uh Luis Miguel is a he's I think he's like an eastern uh philosopher or something like that I can't remember um but he was talking about how everyone has um basically talking about like your insecurities as sores, you know, like if you were to picture them as like sores on your body and how we choose people that poke at those sores and we don't necessarily know why we do it, but uh, maybe in the end, it's so that we can heal them like subconsciously. So we actually taking on that battle, you know, maybe that's why you like attract people (laughs) that avoid it so that you can actually deal with your own. It's like praying for peace. You know what I'm saying? Right. you ever heard not to pray for peace because then you get sent the battles in order yeah. to gain like you're like on this journey trying to grow all the time so of course you're being sent avoidant people because that's oh what my- hyper grow you know yeah no you're 100 percent right i'm uh, yeah okay so <laughs> indecisiveness i feel like that's a big one for me too and this is a quote i can't remember who said it but um resistance feels like suffering so they say that's like the worst spot to be in is when you, when you know what you're supposed to do, but you don't, and it's because you're afraid, like it comes from fear. But when you're sitting in that limbo of like, I'm, this is like the old stuff is not good enough for me anymore, but now all the new stuff coming in, I'm too afraid of. So you're just sitting there and it's literally like, that's where I sat for a long time. And I'm trying to just slowly inch my way out of it. But that's, that's how that feels like the indecisiveness and the indecision 
leads to the panic attacks or you know whatever um i think that um as i've done a little bit more searching uh just like inside of where all this is coming from i realized right. that um some of my indecision with like like you said like you have these new things and you know coming about and you're having trouble letting go of the old things blah blah, blah. uh i felt uh, very undeserving you know and so i think yes. that creates i'm like I'm like, wow, this, like, how can this be my opportunity? Like, I don't feel like I deserve this. So maybe I should just run back to where I was. And then I'm like, wait, no, wait, I, no, maybe I do deserve this, you know, right. but I cannot like, so that's why I'm, it's almost like I'm indecisive on whether I deserve the good things or the bad things that are, or the good things that are happening to me. Cause when yeah. the bad thing, like, I can always find a reason for it, right. you know, I'm, ah, well, this is why this happened. But when something good happens, I'm like, I, I just feel undeserving, you know, and yes. so I'm very very like not quick to decide to take that route or whatever so I think I think there's a I think there's a lot that goes into uh indecision you know right. rather than procrastinator which I also am so well, uh, we could talk about that too because I've been listening to Mel Robbins talk about procrastinating and how it's what really intelligent people do but it's as like a stress it's a response to stress so you just shut down and your brain wants to like reward yourself yeah I can't remember all the science behind it, but she talks about everything specifically. And then you panic, but it's like a, a form of self-sabotage. And what you're talking about, like all of the stuff that you said boils down to you feeling unworthy, right? Yeah. Bottom line is like, you don't feel worthy of good things that happen to you. So that's something I've also been working through. But then I figured out imposter syndrome is what we were talking about. I figured out that that's what it was. Like I was able to put a name to it. And once I started researching, I was like, holy shit, this is me. And it's basically the feeling of like that you're a fraud and that you're going to be found out. So that was something, especially with the podcast, I was like, I'm going to start talking about this stuff. And then everyone's going to be like, you're not a therapist. What are you doing? You know, and I could, I was already anticipating this terrible shit and was like, I am a fraud. So then I believed it. And that's everything you're saying is imposter syndrome. Damn. No, that, that actually is what it is. I just didn't, yeah. I guess I never heard that like term, yeah. but. That's exactly what I feel a lot. Yeah. You know, the thing, just because I'm not like, like, yeah, sure. I practice it every day. I guess I haven't been doing as much as I could have. And so like in the back of my mind, I'm like, you can't go teach a yoga class. You fake. Like, yes. you know, and I'm like, you know, or, or like on the weekends, I like to go out and drink sometimes. And I'm like, do yogis do that? You know, and I'm like, yes, I am an extremist, you know, but you're right. That's like, I feel like a fraud and like some yeah. of the things that like, you know, like I'm a human and sometimes my temper, you know, like I'm still learning how to control my temper. I really am. Um, and it's much more manageable now than it used to be. But like, yeah, if it's I crazy say, to me that you say you have anger issues. I've it, never. It, I know. I know. It's not something I carry with me into adulthood. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I, so maybe you I, need to stop identifying as that. Sure. Um, but also, well, I guess I, I, that, that's a, I'll put a pin in that. Okay. Um, but, uh, but no, I, um, shoot, I totally lost my train of thought. Imposter syndrome. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. That's okay. Uh, imposter syndrome. I, um, no, I do. I, I feel like a fraud and I feel like if I say like, cause I mean, you, you know, it, like, you know, we've been around each other quite a bit and you know how I am with people. And like, I genuinely try and be kind for the most part, but like yes. if one thing out of order, I'm like, great. Now I'm found out. Now they know that I'm a human too. And I get pissed off and you know, what I'm yes. saying? And I don't give myself grace for like being a human or like, yes. you know, like, uh, or like, yeah, like I said, I'm like, you don't deserve to go out and say all these nice, kind things to people and act like you're this and that when you like literally ran your mouth to this one dude that pissed you off, you know? And I'm like, right. That, that's what you're talking about. That's not yes, fair. And perfectionism 
is a big symptom of imposter syndrome. So that like one of the symptoms that I super resonated that I was like, fuck, this is me was um, like needing, feeling like you need to get a bunch of certifications and like schooling and things like you need to be official because then you have a sheet of paper to be like, no, I'm not fake. Like right. it's true. And it's made, it makes you feel better about it. And the perfectionism, like yesterday, I would say yesterday was a flare up of imposter syndrome for you where you felt like unprepared, whatever. This is just me. I know you had a bunch of stuff, but like subconsciously, maybe you feel unprepared and it was like, no, tomorrow I'll feel better, you know? And that was a way that I sabotaged myself because for me, like I said, I need to make a decision. If I don't do it immediately, I'm not going to do it. So that like me putting that off, I just didn't ever do it because if I don't do it in that second, I shut down and I, and the imposter syndrome starts kicking in and it's like, that was a dumb idea. And I talked myself out of it and then it's gone, you know? No, I'm literally the same way. You're like speaking my heart right now. I'm, I'm like learning about myself. Um, right. Yeah, no, uh, uh, yeah, it, it definitely s- slows me down a lot. I was going to um, go re, re um, circle back to what you were talking about, like letting go of my anger or whatever, or maybe yeah. not associating myself with that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess uh, something that I've learned about it is that I don't want to rid myself of it because it's a part of who I am. Like it's, but also what I've understood it is that it's not anger, it's fire and um, it can be redirected, you know, right. and now, if I start to feel these feelings that I, um, in the past, like lost control over, I know how to redirect it into something like creative, you know, right. yes, written angry songs, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I go, I'll go work out. I'll go for a run. I'll do yoga. I'll meditate somewhere and just like, let it, um, basically let it guide me, you know, yeah. I'm like, rather than letting it consume me. Um, but I just want, I just wanted to circle back around to that. Cause yeah, I, no, for I, sure, for sure. And that, Um, another thing too of what you're talking about with like the anger is you're because it's never going to be gone like you're saying but like shrinking the time period because that's what I got on myself a lot because I was I was the same way I would lash out about whatever not necessarily anger but emotional just there was no that's the cancer rising there's no rhyme or reason for why I would act that you know what I mean but just all of a sudden and I would get on myself so bad about that and guilt myself so much also, let me just say, I know I'm all over the place, but I just remembered you gave me this life-changing advice. It was when I was fucked up at the bar and I told you something, I'd done something that I was like ashamed of. And I was like, I have stressed myself out about that all day yesterday. Like, I just don't want you to think I'm that kind of person. Like, I never do things like that. And you were like, don't you think the shame that you are putting yourself through is worse than like what you actually did? I was like, fuck, <laughs> <laughs> Do you even remember telling me that? I, I, we've had a lot of conversations like that. So right, that but that's what pretty- I, I feel like you just spout this stuff out. You're like you are like a guru. So don't let me just tell you the <laughs> imposter syndrome. Don't let it affect you because I like there are times that you teach me stuff that I'm like that is profound as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I can get there. You know, yeah, other times no, you do. Okay, so all right. Let me say this because I feel like we've kind of been, and I've got a couple of other friends who are going through it too. I think because 2020 fucked us all up, but we're all on kind of the same wavelength as far as like this journey that we've been on. And I feel like you and I are kind of on the same timing of, we just went into, mine was, I'll say like a month and a half, probably of just really like isolating for the first time in my life. And I feel like you said the same thing of like, we're going to the gym to try to to make friends around people you know what I'm saying yes. like, I don't want 
to them or I don't even have to make eye contact with you. I'll just, I just want to be around people. And like, yeah. I need human energy. Yeah. Uh, and what was it we were talking about? Um, you like, you lose touch, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, like I was, uh, sometimes I go to the bar and I just, I will just sit there and not talk to anybody. And I'll just like, uh, I think I was telling you this, like my, I can feel like, my energy rising and um it can it either will consume me or and like I'll start like twitching or something or like I'll notice like things start happening with my body like I'll take more sips of my beer my water or like I'll have like a rubber band that I play with you know and yes. I'll just sit and what I've realized is I've been away from people for so long that like even that is like heavy for me you know yes. I think it is just not we are all numb a little numb to it but I'll literally go out and sit there until my energy settles and then I can literally feel it settle. I can like sit in my own space, like feel my own like body awareness. And then at that point, I literally feel like I can talk to somebody, you know, yes. like I'll just, all right, I'm ready. Hey man, what's up? You know, right. but no, like everybody's kind of in that boat. And that's why like, I mean, all the mandates are like being lifted and stuff and people are just like, I don't know. It's cool. It's a good energy. It really I is. I love the energy right now. But do you, okay, so do, you, do you feel like you're kind of coming back out of it? Absolutely. But okay. I'm also like, this is one of the more isolated positions I've ever been in in my life. You know, this is the first time that I've been living alone and um, uh, nobody's really here in the city. Uh, you know, I moved here because my siblings were here and they're both, they both left. Like, when I, oh, no. I know. So I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm doing my own thing, but, um, but at the same time, I still, like I said, I go out like, or like yesterday I went and did that, um, that 5k run with the bar. Um, what the fuck? Did, didn't talk to anybody you know just like just wanted to be around people just want to go for a run with some people and then like you know just so I can like I can regain that um yeah that around people I feel like I'm losing touch with it a hundred percent and also this is I, this is a cancer trait too but um it's dangerous for me to be isolated because I don't like it at first but once I get used to it I'm like this is nice and I will stay there too long you know like <laughs> So I have to like integrate with humans again every now and then. Like when you came to visit, I swear to God, other than people at the gym who, like you said, we, I don't even talk to the people at the gym most of the time. I walked in and was like, there's like 15 people in here. <laughs> it was too much for me. It gets yeah. overwhelming. So I have to be very aware of that too. Yeah. But it's just where we're coming out of it. You know, Right. everybody, everybody's just feeling it out. Yeah. You know? Adrian, um, do you know who yoga with adrian is like yeah but she talks she gave an example talking about like settling your mind and she was like i like to picture a snow globe you know when it's all shaken up and you're talking about settling like that's a visual image of what i got is like you have to wait yeah right so literally what it feels like yeah so i'm i'm learning to settle my brain because i i don't know why i mean i do it's like a trauma response you're addicted to like chaos but I put like I don't like it when it's settled yeah. like that was uncomfortable for me yeah you know yeah no yeah. I do know I, I I know several people in my life that are that way are you not uh, that way um no I I enjoy the quiet I like it when my mind is yeah I like it when because it's always it's always running everyone's is you know yeah but it's just once once you come into the awareness that you can be the watcher of your own mind and that there's a separation inside of you, like if you can say something and then question why you said it and have like an internal battle that like logically, that means that there has to be a separation, you know? Yes. And I, 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 I don't know, I guess I, uh, I appreciate the quietness so that the other part of me can 
feel more. Cause that's something that, that, like I said, that's not something I've done all my life, you know? Right. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I don't want to feel more <laughs> feeling scared. Sure. Yeah. I, but I guess like yesterday, um, was it yesterday? Maybe the day before I was just having, no, it was yesterday. I was just like having crazy thoughts. You know, sometimes you can't slow them down. It literally right. feels like a train, you know? And, um, I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel cliche for talking about it, but it's real, you know, like, no, 100%. Not, like you cannot calm your mind unless you have like ways to do it, you know? And so, um, in those moments, that's why I'm like, like, I'm like craving for my mind to be quiet. So I sat down, I meditated and then my snow globe settled and I like a new person. So I very much like when my head's in that space. Um, and I think it's just because I spent most of my life not being in that space. And now I'm using my feelings and my gut, my intuition more than I'm using my brain for the most part. Don't get me wrong. Like yesterday I got caught up and like, I was like, where is this coming from? Like, Oh my, I was literally like talking out loud. Like what is going on right now? Like, what are you doing right now? You know what I'm saying? Yes. I need my snow globe to settle. So I definitely, I crave that. I really do. Okay. Well, I think because I've, I've been, I've known for the longest time that I needed to meditate and like I knew, and I was telling people that they should do it. I'm like, you should, I'm not that great at it, but you should do it because you know, maybe you have more self-control than me. I don't know. So I started doing it and I was like, because the only way I can do anything is if I make it like a competition. (laughs) So I was like, all right, seven days. If it's just five minutes a day, you have to do it. And I've done, I don't know how many days I haven't kept count with it because I know it's more than seven, but I craved more like what you were talking about yesterday about getting your time up. I find, like I'm slowly trying to inch my way up to it. And that was something that I realized that I was, I was using to settle my brain. And I did crave that to the point where like, I don't thoroughly enjoy meditating. Like it's not ideal for me, but I appreciate the results enough for me to be like, okay, I'll do it. You know? So I feel like once you get a taste of like, holy shit, this works, I did it. I like the way it felt. I'm going to do it again then it becomes like a practice you just have to get to that point and it's hard and it's like how many other things in life are the good things on the other side of like a little bit of uh discomfort you know that's I mean that's that's literally meditation you know yes. it's a little being a human is a little uncomfortable if you learn how to just sit and breathe with it you know so yeah no I get it there's there are a lot of days when I'm like meditating does not sound fun but mm-hmm. I know what's on the of it and like I want that reward more than I don't want to meditate some don't get me wrong some days I'm like ooh, can't wait to meditate when I get home you know like right, I just yeah. Want to, but yeah no some days I'm like I do not want to do this but I know it's on the other side of it you know and I'm that's carrying over to other aspects of my life I'm not kidding meditating is literally changing my life like I'll yes. be like I'm finding myself getting like everybody gets upset about little things throughout the day um you know like like you said I'm a human and it happens but my turnaround rate is like all of a couple of seconds now. Right. Minutes, hours, a day where I yeah. would just be feeling over something. And now it's like something sets me off and it, it makes me, I just recognize it as uncomfortable now. You know, I'm just like, God, this is so uncomfortable. And I'm like, I don't want this, you know, right. and like change your physiological body, smile. Like I can take a deep breath. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like feel your ether a little bit more, like the space around you and I, like I said, it sounds crazy, but it works, you know, um, and yes, and the, like it's literally transferring over, you know, I'm starting That's to what, do, if I don't want to go work out. I'm like, what's on the other side of it? What's on the other side of that workout? You know? Yes. So, 
Yes. And that's what Tony Robbins says. Like when your why is stronger than your why not or whatever. I don't know exactly what he says, but like in the situation you're in is shittier than whatever. It doesn't matter. Whatever the result is like you'll go. And that's how I feel. Like once you see it, like I, I have to make the progress because honestly, at this point, I feel like I'm further along. Like it would be, it would take me longer to go back than to just finish it. You know what I mean? It's like, we're in it now. So I've just got to embrace it because I said I was going to, and now like it's time, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's time for yeah. my ass to cash the checks. My mouth is written. And that's also terrifying because I talk a lot of shit. <laughs> Your mouth is written. It's an, enough is enough, you know? But yeah, no, that what the, what I was coming around to is they, um, without actually saying it, what they, I mean, their verdict, like if they had, they had to give like their opinion on what they thought, you know what I'm saying? My mom wanted it and they literally think that it was stress. They think that, cause I was, I mean, I was to the point where I was, you know, I was a kid, I didn't know how to control it. And so I was going to school every day and just like literally worried sick. Like I've yeah. never actually worried sick before like that, you know, and I would literally be at school like puking, but the stress literally broke out my body so much that they think that it gave me leukemia that's their only connection you right. know um which god, god cancer cells live in the body and they can be activated by a plethora of different things but um but I, i'm just relating to what you said that's like to this day that's i wholeheartedly think that um and i hate to say that i did it to myself you know at this point it's a blessing it literally shaped who i was but um i think that the stress that i was carrying literally ate my body from the inside out and allowed these like neutral um negative cells to activate you know right. i mean god that's uh, we're, we're we're like that that stuff runs our body you know what right. i'm saying yes we, no, I, that's... I, you know, and it, i really do i like yeah. and i guess that very reason and you have a specific story too so like we have no reason but to believe that you know emotions can literally break down your body and yeah. we should be able to control them or i think um I know you, I know you like Tony. So Tony said that, uh, Tony said that I think it's like, um, like, a like a minute of being like, actually irate, like being like really mad. It breaks, right. it weakens your immune system for the next like three to six hours or something like that. I literally just took a screenshot of that because I was watching an interview with him where he was talking about that. I can't remember the exact stats, but yeah, it's something like two minutes affects the next three to five hours or something. And which that's is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It makes your it puts your like your immuno it immunocompromises or immunosuppresses whatever. It your immune system is just like shut down for that amount of time. And like, yeah, that makes sense. Cause I'm telling you, I like I didn't realize that's what was happening to me for the first six, seven years of being really sick and just my like they they didn't know. They thought maybe it was MS and then they said maybe fibromyalgia. And they're like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. So then I'm questioning myself. That's imposter syndrome to the max. Cause I was like, these people think I'm either a pill seeker or that I'm a hypochondriac and I'm crazy, you know? And I, kept, I was like, they're going to have flags on my like patient documents being like, right. she's, she comes in here all the time and there's nothing wrong. You know what I'm, saying? I'm not making this up. <laughs> she's clinically insane guys. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong, I, but I know I'm crazy. I can deal with being crazy, but like being a fraud, no. <laughs> yeah, so they had you, that, yeah, no, I get it. They had you thinking you're a fraud because there was something almost, I mean, it is physical, but almost spiritual going on with your body. You know what I'm saying? I guess that's, I guess spiritual is not the perfect word, but you understand what I mean. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You weren't necessarily breaking yourself down with the with the conventional world. It was like an internal battle, and so they're making you feel like you're crazy, and, and then you're like, 
<laughs> yeah, closet. the universe has been gaslighting me my whole fucking life. <laughs> I don't even know what's true anymore. That's exactly what it is. Oh my yeah, no, god. Get that. It gaslights me on a daily basis. Yeah, so you get it. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Okay, so let me talk to one thing I talked or talk to you about one thing that I know you struggle with or you've talked to me about is social media. Okay. Tell me, is it tell me your issues with social media? I've had a love-hate relationship with it um, since I moved to LA, uh, just because the whole music thing. And, um, you know, um, at one point it became a job. My manager would literally text me and be like, why aren't you posting, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm having a bad day. I don't want to, like, I don't fucking care. Like, get on there and post something right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay. And so that, I guess that started the development of, it just became, it became work and it became about an image. And if I'm being completely honest, I like, I've always considered myself and it just, you know, just stay with me. Um, I've always considered myself to be a decent looking human. And I feel like that's fair because I treat people kindly. Like I feel pretty on the inside and I feel like you're, that's fair. For you're me. pretty on the outside too, Colton. For people oh. who can't see you, I'll vouch for you. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but no, and, and it kind of, it kind of robbed me of that. I started thinking more about the outside, you know, and like started worrying about it more and became a bit of a fanatic. You know, I was running nine, 10 miles a day to make sure that I was like model ready every single day. Cause I had people like, you, you know what I'm saying? It was Hollywood. So just like, um, and I was, uh, I was, at, you know, I, I was, don't get me wrong. I've never, I love to eat. That's never going to be something I had a problem with. But like, I wasn't getting the nutrients I needed. It was all just about an image, you know, like as long as I woke up, I looked good and my face looked good. And like, you could see my abs, then that was good. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it just, uh, that's what social media loved. And um, what it yeah, did. Yeah, you were for, rewarded for that. Yes. And this is what it did. It created a giant false significance that I spent, I'm not kidding, probably a good two or three years coming down from, you know? Um, and I've heard like, you know, I've, I watch, I watch interviews with some of my favorite artists, um, just because I know like what the industry does. And I want to hear, like, I want to hear real, like people have really made it. I want to hear their perspective. And uh, Miley Cyrus is one of my freaking favorites. She's, she's amazing. Um, but she talks about how like she used to get off the stage and have to like, she would just go into these like mad depressions, you know, like after having these like big performances and like, um, and not that I can relate to that, but as a human, like on, on, on the same playing field as her, that was my uh, sense of being on the stage and stepping off, you know, like, and don't, don't get me wrong. I was playing shows too in the same time, but speaking specifically about social media, it, um, it lifted me up and put me on a pedestal that humans don't belong on, you know, and, um, and it created all this false significance for the wrong things. And yes. And when I left the city, that's when I started, like, because I lost my mind, you know? So yeah. I left this, and that's when it started really, really hitting me. And that was, that was like I said, three years ago. And um, it's something that, I'm not kidding, like, six months ago, this is something I really feel like just left me, where I don't feel like I need to do those things to impress people anymore, and I'm more comfortable with who I am and, like, my words and how I treat people. And, you know, but it took a long time for me to circle back around and so that's, that was my disconnect with social media. It created a heavy false significance inside of me that I had to spend years to gain Deconstructing. back. Yeah. In the midst of it, you think, God, I feel so good. I'm so confident, man. Look at all these people that like me. And then when it goes away, you're like, I mean, you realize that was all you had. You know, I was like, <sighs> <laughs> yes, you know, 
So yes. that that I had with it, and I'm still like, I still like, I'm not kidding. I'll like, I'll like post something on my story even today. Like I said, that's why these are like the small things I'm still working through. Like I'll right. post, I can't. Sometimes I'll post something on my story, and then like have a drink or like smoke some weed or something, and go back and delete it immediately, and be like, why did you do that? Like what? And I, so I'm like. Now I'm like on the opposite end of the spectrum where I'm like terrified to like post stuff and let people right. like judge me, you know, yes. even if it's, if it's good judgment, even if they're like, oh, you look good. Blah, blah. I'm still like, what, what, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Don't be too nice either. Picture. Okay. I just look good. <laughs> like Bravo, personal Bravo. So that's what happened. I put all this, like, Wikipedia is my baby. It is my, like, it was born out of such horrible things and turned into this beautiful thing like I love it so much it's my passion and then I started making I made one fucking TikTok like offhand I made a TikTok about housewives and then it blew up and now all the people who were commenting were like where are the Bravo TikToks and I'm like dude I first of all I can't watch that I love it it's like my guilty pleasure but I can't watch it that much because it has a negative effect on my psyche okay so yeah. then I felt pressure and I was like I, I'm trying I have all of this like hard work and effort that I've put in and they want me to go on here and talk about fucking housewives like I want to be taken seriously you know like I don't want this to be my image is that I'm this like you know dodo bird who's out just mimicking and literally mocking housewives like I don't right. want that and you you talked about that too because that's what I said I was like I feel like an imposter and I feel like a sellout you know like that would be the easy way to get likes but it also does not fulfill me sure there's all. no yeah yeah. And it, 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 there's no, it's, that's the thing with social media. If there's no authenticity, eventually, like you're going to get tired of it, you know, yeah. like you, you really will, you'll get tired of it. And then, and then it'll transfer over until what you actually love. You're like, well, I'm tired of doing this all together. You know? Yeah. Um, yes. Seriously, if there's no authenticity, there's no longevity. I, like, like really. I love uh, not, that. Yeah, if that's something I learned the hard way, you know, See, that's, that's my biggest struggle that I'm dealing with right now is living authentically because we talked about this too. Like you're, I feel like you're a safe person for me to say, cause I've said some weird shit in front of you. Like we've had some weird deep moments, but every time I would show it, you would like, I would like wait for the reaction. You know how it is. Like you wait for the reaction for them to be like, okay, crazy. But you're just like, yeah, not with that. I'm like, all right. All right. So I just kept doing it. And it was never like, it was always a safe place. I'm like, all right, fuck. I'm like an abused dog. You know, that like, I didn't trust humans, but like, I'm coming back. He's like, okay, I think they're, I think they're cool. <laughs> yeah. And just like gentle coaxing to get me to come back around to humans. You know what I'm saying? I feel I do, like yeah. that's what it's been. So that's finally, I'm, I just had to stop surrounding myself with people who <sighs> didn't get it because that's what was making me like go back into my cage. And I started like even with the content that I was posting, started posting stuff that was like, I don't care if this is not what they like. Whoever needs to find it will find it. Like my people will come to me. And then as soon as I made that shift, it's happened. Like I had been at a plateau because I wanted to get to 10K on TikTok. And it just I plateaued like 200 away. And then it was like going back down. And I was like, what the fuck? So I just sat there forever. And then it was the night that you came down here and randomly. I was watching an episode of Real Housewives and made some like offhand TikTok and it went up. It's got like a hundred thousand views now, which was absurd because I had no, I was getting like 2000 before, you know, and yeah. then just all of a sudden I made the shift and it was like, Hey, so it's the universe telling me like live in alignment. If you'll just live authentically, like that's when you get rewarded. And I know that every time, 
but it's like you forget you know you get caught up in the no we're all that's the human condition or you know a a part of it (laughs) no but uh no i that that's no coincidence you become authentic and then things start working out and like i said uh, it's 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 a it's a distance race not a sprint yeah no and it was just like all of a sudden and i was like all right fine so i'll just post what i want and but every time i start getting too into my head that's when i'm able to talk myself out of it which is what mel robbins talks about going back to her she says she has a five second rule where you just like your brain is able to talk you out of something in five seconds so as soon as you have the thought you say okay five four three two one and you just get up and do it and i've that's what i've had to start doing like with anything just small things because it's like getting your brain to trust itself you know like all right we say we're gonna do something we gotta get but i gotta do it right now yeah no i totally that actually you hit something you had a heartstring with me right there trusting yourself i didn't realize how I didn't realize how you, you can literally diminish your own trust in yourself, which creates more indecision, like we were talking about earlier. Uh, it's, yeah, I had to say that that like really hit me. That's something, you know, I like if you say you're going to do something like, you know, what I'm saying and then you don't do it and you think, oh, it's whatever. Like, I just put it off like I'll get it done. You just diminish the trust you have for yourself, you yes. know, uh, so that you don't that, trust yourself. You don't trust other people. So that yes literally because you know it's it's all self-reflection you know that very that was one of the hardest lessons i've two lessons i ever had to learn was self-reflection uh because i was like wow everything i'm spewing out of my mouth is actually not meant for this person i just hate myself right now you know what i'm saying but uh but no self-reflection and um shoot where was i going with that what was the other thing we were just lessons yes self-reflection and uh the other one we just said I don't know, but I'll, t- I'll give you a second to think about it when I tell you that the mirroring, like what you're talking about of other people reflecting back to you, once you realize that other people are a reflection of the things that you hate about yourself or oh the things God. that you don't want, you know, that you're worried you're going to become like, it changes everything. Yeah, it does. And it's annoying almost. It's it like te- is annoying. <laughs> brain being like, I literally, I can't do anything without me being like, God, sometimes I get so mad at people and like, I try and you know, like in my head, I get really like vindictive with my words. And, uh, and then I'm like, well, dude, you know what you believe, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't really press this on them. And then I'm like, what do you mean? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, mad, and I like get mad at myself. And I'm like, well, I guess this is what generated it from in the first place. But I wasn't very happy with myself. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I think uh, that that five second rule that scares the shit out of me. It really I can does. imagine. That's like, that's like my worst nightmare. Like I have to, it's cause I'm over analytical, like you said, and I like take my time, my decisions, but yes. the point where, but no, the five, four, three, two, one thing. Just this. I tried you to gotta do, do it. You gotta do it. Start I, doing it now. Girls before. I'm not kidding. Just you on what? like a very conventional level. I've tried to do that with talking to girls before. <laughs> cause I, don't get me wrong. Okay. I mean, you, you know me and like that kind of setting you've seen it before. Like I, if somebody approaches me and they want to speak, I'm all for it. But for the life of me, I'm terrible at approaching people. And so sometimes I'll be like, okay, I'm going to talk to this person. Five, four, three, two, one, 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 one. <laughs> nope. Nope. No, I'm freaking doing it. <laughs> she literally says that you can't count because I me and my ex used to say like when we would we would do it when we would get out of bed and we'd say all right one two three and then go but she was like you can't count up because that means you can just keep going but you cracked the backwards code too. Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah no I make loopholes for everything trust me 
<laughs> That's your game is the loophole. You live for a loophole. Very good at it. Yeah. I can believe that. Yeah. No, I'm at this point good at talking to myself, you know, and like reasoning with myself. But there's a there's a bigger part of me that's better at calling bullshit. And so he just waits for a minute to kick in though, you know. Yeah. He humors you for a second. He's like, you jackass. I know you see you. <laughs> you know, like what are you doing, bro? I'm gonna let you have this one for now. Like, Let's go for a second. And then when you get home and lay down in bed, I'm going to freaking wring your neck <laughs> until the thoughts ooze out of your fucking eyes. All right. <laughs> That's like my friend. All right. So my best friend in the world, Ashlyn, she can do no wrong. Right. And I've we've said that before. Like there have been times where we've been out in public and she'll say some shit. And I'm like, fuck yeah. And I'm not her back. But when we get home, it's like, so that's what it's not gonna embarrass you publicly but like wait till we get home we're gonna talk about this and then you're up all night stressing about it literally my brain i'll like (laughs) i'll like go somewhere and like have a few drinks and just be rambling blah blah blah. and i'll go home and literally reanalyze everything that i said (laughs) and i'm talking like the whole night i'll play out over in my head um which i did read that there's a healthy exercise you can replay these things and create the way that you wish they had gone um, but I don't do it the healthy way. I literally go through my brain. <laughs> why did you say that this person, like they definitely weren't feeling what you were saying. They were, they were appeasing you just standing there listening. Cause you were rambling. They don't care about <laughs> separation inside of them and they don't want you to be the one to explain it. So <laughs> get that. I was talking to one of my friends the other day about how I was like, I went and I don't, I won't get into specifics, but I was basically therapizing someone and I could feel myself doing it and they were not ready to receive the information. So that's when I, I feel like we looked yours up, but I can't remember what it is, but the human design, mine is projector. So I'm good at giving advice, but my big thing is like, what frustrates me the most is when people don't take my advice. So I'm supposed to ask for permission to give advice, which is something I struggle with, but it's because like, that's what I had to learn because I would just freely give advice. You know, my friends would come to me. I'm like the mom of the group. So they come to me and ask me stuff and I would just pour my heart and soul into it, give them resources to help them with whatever. And then they would go back to their fucking shitty ex-boyfriend who now, by the way, hates me because somehow I'm the fucking problem, you know, because his girlfriend comes and bits to me. So now I'm not only the enemy, but I wasted all my time on you to, you know, like you're going to do the opposite of that. So that's what I realized asking to be like, all right. Do you want my no, I know I I yeah another time you're speaking my heart I ask people all the time I say can I speak freely and if they say yes I'm like oh man <laughs> oh, God. I got you dog you just all messed right. up that's the exact moment you messed up <laughs> <laughs> you asked for it buddy yeah really <laughs> yeah, that's very good I feel like I could pick your brain forever but I want to be respectful of your time I'm just gonna have to come you have to come back on because there's a lot of stuff I want to talk to you about. We didn't even get through the notes of what I had for today, which I assumed we wouldn't need, but you know, um, imposter syndrome. <laughs> I had to be super prepared because God forbid something go wrong on the podcast. I fucking edit and self-publish. <laughs> what? Oh my God. I've talked about you on this podcast, but I'm not, everyone's anonymous. Like I never say names. So I'm not going to tell anyone which stories are about you. And I'm just going to let their brains wander. (laughs) They'll probably know if I keep coming back on here. They're like, this is doing plant medicine. (laughs) God's favorite pizza topping. And uh, in the middle of it, (laughs) like 
I was in the mid, I was like at the peak spiral and I was with my friend and I literally, like I turned around, looked at her and was like, he's going to have all the answers because I've, I've told you this before. I think you could be a cult. You've got mad <laughs> cult leader vibes, like for sure. <laughs> you can use your powers for evil. I wish I thought about several times. You, know? you totally can. It's not too late. <laughs> Start that cult. But you did. I was like seeking out your advice because I was like, he's going to, I swear, he's going to have all the answers. And I don't even remember what you said, but you hit me with this like paragraph of shit that I was just like, I mean, it could have been the drugs, but everything you said, I was just like, <laughs> mind blowing. So I feel like every time I talk to you, I learn something. Yeah. Uh, well, I appreciate that. It's also yeah. just comes with, well, you know, and in the same breath, you know, you have to be, you have to be receptive and intelligent on the same level as other and intelligence. I, I, that's, that's a word I don't necessarily just throw around. There's intelligence of all different kinds being receptive. And I'm not, I'm not saying what I'm saying is intelligence, but being receptive in general of other intelligence is the biggest sign of intelligence. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So in the breath, if I'm ever teaching you things, you're definitely taking them on. So, you know, when I other people and they don't necessarily understand you do so there has you know what i'm saying it's a it's a very mutual very mutual relationship yeah that was symbiotic yes that is the nicest thing you've ever said to me and before you have time to say anything me i'm gonna end it so you tell me your social media what you want people to see because you i didn't even mention this i'm such a bad podcast host i told you i was not ready we'll have a redo but you're also a musician a very talented musician yeah thanks um at Anything and everything that's uh, uh, that's by me or from me is under Colton Renard. All my social medias, uh, music on Spotify, whatever, it's all Colton Renard. You Spell know, it. C O L T O N R I N A R D. You did so great. Also, why is that in beats of three? I don't know. I've, I I do that. I noticed. I nobody's ever noticed that, but that's always how I've done my name because I think it's wow. six letters. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Twelve. C O L T O N R I N A R D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on here. I'm I'm so glad that you came. Truly, I really am. And I'm gonna have you back on for sure. Okay. Well, if y'all want to go check out his stuff, he's incredible. And um, I'm gonna have you back on. So it's 